Welcome to Tough Love, the love and relationship podcast with me, Mairead Lachman, matchmaker and dating specialist, Love HQ. And me, Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and relationship specialist. This week, we are going to be speaking about power. Did you know, Mairead, that the perception of power that people have in their relationships isn't always accurate? But that, in fact, happiness and well-being in a relationship is determined by how much power and influence you feel you have. And that can be simply a matter of perception. This week, Stephanie, I actually got a message on Instagram and it says, Hi, Mairead and Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your recent podcast, Tough Love. I broke off a four and a half year relationship about four months ago after many, many, many red flags. The full discussion just all resonated so much with me and makes me feel normal. At 37, I'm happier and healthier on my own, but hope to get in touch with you in the new year. Thank you again. And she sent some kisses. And I just oh, think that's, that's so why... nice to hear. Yeah, like we're mm. talking about breakups last week. And it is just so lovely. Like they're the sort of conversations that we want to be having, you know, and, yeah. and helping people on their journey through dating, relationships, starting again. It's fantastic. And it's, as you say, Mairead, it's also about normalizing things for people. I think there's so much, this is what we used to talk about at the beginning of, you know, that people, there's a lot going on behind closed doors for people and they're, they're not sure if they're the only one experienced these kind of difficulties. That's what's really nice about that message for me. Yeah, so if anybody does want to contact us or send in, you know, their own dating stories or problems that they want to discuss, make sure to contact us at toughlove.ie. And, you know, Mairead, if it's not... Uh, not only a problem but rather a problem that they've overcome is even is also really interesting because it's like sharing what you've learned sharing what you've now what you now understand that you wouldn't have understood when this was happening to you I think that kind of sharing among women would be great what I'd love to talk about is the sort of positive aspects of power and I think of power in terms of influence can you do you have power, do you feel a sense of control do you feel that you have some influence over your relationship that's power it's not power over somebody it's power within this relationship of two and what i have found within relationships is that at different stages or in different places you have different power so maybe when it comes to you know, being with your own group of friends and family, you probably might have the power within your own relationship or um, where you go for dinner, if that's your kind of area of expertise or whatever. So it's nice. Let's talk about it and we'll see. Yeah, let's just just open it out. So, I mean, if I can just go exactly with what you said there. So within a couple, some people have a natural power in different areas. So that's really important to acknowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, let's say you're good at the media. I'm good at this. It's in this yeah, kind of so view. You, you enhance each other. You, um, yes. So you yeah. recognize each other's strengths and each other's talents and each mm-hmm. of what each person brings to the situation. So that's not like, so one person is really smart about, let's say, research, for example. Yeah. You know, like Books if I need something. And, yeah. For example, so that person knows all about that or they know all about science. So why would you not lean on them for that? Why would you not rely mm-hmm. on them for that? But if that brightness and that, that, you know, natural sort of talent that they have is used in a negative way, well, then that becomes a sort of a power issue. But in broad and general terms, we want an evenness of power. We want people both to feel that they can influence. And and why is it important? Because happy relationships are very well shown mm-hmm. to be where both people feel seen and heard. All the surveys show Definitely. This. I would and that's when the power is equal. That. Yes. Excellent. Okay. So how about in your young group? Can I just ask you in the dating? Because I think power yeah. in dating is com- almost like, I'd almost separate that out and yes. say, when you're dating, there's different ways of signaling power. There's... Oh, the one thing I always say to my clients is starting as you mean to go on. So okay, go. one of the things that I always say to people with obviously matchmaking is that they should be going on at least one date a month. Now, a lot of people think to me, oh, that's that's grand, you know, like uh, that's just obviously something she says. But there is there is a real reason why I say they should be going on at least one date a month. Um, what happens is when people become lonely um, and... I suppose they're not keeping up with their dating or they have been single for a very, very long time. There's a number of different things. First of all, if you're going for a date once a month, it eases your nerves. Yes. That's straight away. So you're not going to be a nervous mess going into it. You kind of get used to it. Like a skill set. It is kind of like a skill set. Now, I find the people that meet a lot of people as day to day within their job, 
they're a little bit more at ease when it comes to dates than people that would say work in an office and meet the same people the whole time. Mm. Next as well, it takes the pressure off you. I know that's it's, it's slightly the same, but it is different. It takes the pressure off in that you are not thinking, what am I going to talk about and everything? Because you know the last time it worked out. So it, yes. it's a little bit more confidence in your mind. Yes, what you're saying. Yeah. Now, another thing I ask all my clients on a scale of one to 10, how much would you like to meet somebody? So with that, you know, I say to them, okay, put the same amount of energy. If you were looking for a new job, you'd fly at it and you'd, you know, go for a load of different interviews and you'd find it faster. But the main reason I would say is you should be going on at least one date a month is because if you haven't been dating for a year and a half or 10 years, or I sometimes meet people who yes. haven't been on a date for 15 years, what happens is when they meet somebody and they like them, their loneliness or the fact that they want to meet somebody makes them hang on to someone. And therefore, mm. straight away from the initial stages, yes. they're giving away all of their power. Yes. They're not thinking with clarity. They're thinking, I let this one slide he's late all the time or she's late all the time or she never pays or he mm. never pays or whatever it is. Well, they're over-invested. And over-invested. They're over-invested and yes. over-reliant on this date. So there is why it's really important. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds, it comes back to you should yeah. be going on at least one date a month if you're looking to meet somebody. So straight away, I would say 100% don't be giving away your power because you will. And 100% I've done it yes. myself. And you can give it away without knowing. Yeah, I, absolutely. And so it's about becoming, I suppose in a way talking about it, is about helping listeners to really become more aware yeah. of the little simple ways you hand it over. It's all these little decisions. Yes. Dating, relationships, life is all about these little choices that we make along the way. That's right. So that's definitely one. And another thing I would say about the early stages as well, start as you mean to go on. So before you start dating or if you're in the early stages of dating or the early stages of a relationship Mm -hmm. consciously decide what type of relationship you want and what type of person you would like to meet beforehand now without pigeonholing yourself and putting yourself in a box but I do certainly think that they should at least decide well you know if, especially if they have patterns and we've talked about it before and I know we're definitely going to be covering it again but if they have had patterns of abusive relationships or unsuccessful relationships maybe they need to talk about what or think about what am I going to do in that situation if it arises again Yes, and have consciously thought about it beforehand and all of those things are going to help with the power Absolutely. I think, going forward and I suppose what, what, you know, when, you, when, you, when you say that there it makes me think of if you don't have control in your life mm-hmm. and over the direction of your life that's going to bleed in yes. to your relationships. And that's okay. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. You may have lots of little issues that have made you the person that you are, mm-hmm. things that have gone right for you, things that have gone wrong for you. And that's fine. And I suppose what I like people to know is there are ways of changing. There yeah. are ways, you're not stuck, you know, we're not stuck with what we start with. We can change. You look at somebody in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s. Do you think they have the same kinds of relationships in their 40s than they would have had in their no, 20s? No, that's also We're why. evolving. Yeah. And that's also why I think people need to mind the relationship because you're not the same person in the 20s as you were in your 30s, 40s, 50s. Exactly. So your relationship and you need to evolve with the person you're with and also within your relationship. Yeah. So let's talk, can we just talk a bit more about the the, the things that happen in this beginning time? Like yes. uh, in this beginning time of, of dating, I always think, you know, and it's a bit what you have said there. The person who wants it least has mm. the most power. A hundred percent. So you have yes. to watch out for that. You do, yeah. And the and person who wants it most is more inclined to hand over their power. And it's so unconscious. Yes. Like it's, it's not unconscious. a conscious decision. You haven't decided I'm going to hand it over. No. It is all unconscious and it, it leads like into a tunnel almost. So it is very yes. important. Because because the unconscious just drives us. I always think of it like um almost like if you've ever sailed, you know, it's kind of yes. you know, the undertow. Yes. It's it's in there or the current beneath, you know. Yes, um I, another image I use for it is like the trade winds. It doesn't matter how far left you're going, the tra- if the trade winds are moving you right. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? It, that's what happens. So so it's worth understanding that in ourselves. And the only way you can have access to that is really to tune in. Mm-hmm. So I always say to people, stop not listening to yourself. Yeah. You know, and I think that's kind of what you're saying about if if I if I understand you right, you're kind of saying, well, you know, if you want this too much and if you overinvest in it, mm-hmm. you'll hand away your power. And sorry, and you have a much higher chance of settling. 
Oh, settling and, for what's not and right. Settling and then yeah. wasting time. So that's the next thing. And very often when people have been single for a long time, I will say to them, okay, I want to talk to you for a moment before I send you on any dates. Mm. I talk to them about these issues, but I also say to them, you're going to be dipping your toe back into the dating water, okay? I'm not saying that it's going to be 100% success the very first person you meet. You have a risk here of getting hurt. You're out of practice. So you have probably a higher risk of getting hurt. Yes. So I want you to slow down. I want you to decide, consciously consciously decide that you're not going to get over-invested, that you're not going to let your friends hype you up because your friends are so used to you being single. Oh, yes, he's lovely, lovely. Yeah, you quick, know. quick, quick. Also then, and they're like, oh my God, do you think is this the person you're going to marry? You're like, wait a mm. second, they've just been on three dates together. Mm. All of these things. So you're going to say to your friends, you need to keep me level during this and not be hyping me up. But yeah. also you're not going to settle just because you want to be with someone and you're tired of being lonely. Yeah. There are so many reasons why you should be going on at least one date a month. But there's mm. also so many reasons why when you start back dating, don't just get stuck don't get stuck see I'm kind of shocked that you say one date a month yeah well I, I would I like see that and I'm and I'm well, 25 no, or more years older than you at least one date a month I well I'll tell you the advice I give people yes which often shocks them too and I think they, they must think sometimes I'm, I'm kind of tough mm. but I would say that we know women who struggle a little bit particularly it would be women I work with I suppose yeah. who um, hand away their power a little bit mm-hmm. I would always say that they should be dating two people at a time yes. for the beginning. Yes. <laughs> I know that seems. But no, but I get it's that. My way I of, totally do. It's to force them and in many ways forge them. I want them to feel the yes. power, feel that it's, um, you know, this person is important and they are nice, but they're not that what important. What you're looking for, though, is a little bit of indifference. They yes. need a little bit of indifference. A little bit of de-investment. Yes. So, you know, I mean, this is how it operates. Somebody yes. doesn't call, somebody doesn't text back, somebody mm-hmm. doesn't link back because that's their way of saying, yes. this isn't working for me. It's not a big fat insult. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's the communication of dating. And you have to learn how to, how you face and the role mm-hmm. that you play when you face these kind of situations. And who you are. And that's what we yeah. analyze. That's what we try and help people with. So if I may say the yeah. two, I know some people, and I've heard people even say to me, you know, I'm not sure I agree with you there. I think until you've moved to a point, I mean, I'm not talking, yeah. you know, being committed or, you know, or even being intimate and fully involved with somebody. I'm talking about when you're in this sort of testing out yes. situation, I see I see people almost like stop talking to anybody else because they have one date yes. or two dates. I'm sorry, that's not smart. You, I, no. you need to slow all of that down and just keep the numbers up so that your mind stays balanced, especially if, it, if you have a tendency to go the other way. Absolutely. A guy came to me recently for date coaching and the feedback I gave him was, and I said, if you don't mind me saying, you're quite intense. And the reason I said it's quite intense, he is absolutely top of his game in his career. Like a more successful guy you cannot meet. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely top of his game in his pastime. He represents Ireland, okay? And personal bests and all of these different things. And would just like to meet somebody. And I said to him, you're quite intense. You need to slow it down. Now, I did say to him, you should be dating multiple people just to see what it's like when you're not focusing on one person. Yep. However, I told him I would not send him on dates during that time. And the reason being is because I do have a duty of care as a matchmaker that I'm not getting people. People are coming to me for long-term real love. So I'm definitely not setting someone up on a date consciously knowing that they're dating someone else. So I I do understand that that from your point of view. From from a professional point. Now I said to him, go off and and do your dating yourself. I want you to date two, maybe three. Mm. So he went on two dates within a week with two different ladies. And he rang me and he was like, I get it. I see the difference. He said, it's Mm. too much even at the moment trying to keep up yes so neither are getting my full attention and I was like thank God for that but um, mm. you know he got but it but it saved his intensity it, it yeah. diluted his intensity that's it but it's if important. I can just say in this dating phase you know I think what people have to think about is that when when something happens like you don't like what, mm-hmm. what has just happened you don't like the way that situation was changed or we were to go out on Friday and suddenly it was changed and there was no there wasn't an explanation that felt enough yes for you okay that you just felt well we thought we were far enough along that maybe a, a, a fuller explanation mm-hmm. about changing it from Friday and to I, Monday would be there yeah. now the question mm-hmm. I, I would be saying is what you have to ask yourself is how do you respond to that do you pretend it doesn't matter 
Yes. Do you pretend you don't feel what you feel, which is yes. maybe a little bit of irritation? Yes. You know, or do you do you find yourself pirouetted into some kind of um, role that you're often in, which might be saying, oh, it's OK, I don't mind. So it's how you respond. Can I say I have That's seen. That's how you signal when it. When I say I have seen the full spectrum yeah. of reactions based on that. So we're dealing with real life. We're dealing with yeah. people, especially during COVID times. Dates were cancelled within 24 hours. Now, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And I'll obviously do as much as I can to make sure it doesn't happen. But people got COVID. And so Mm -hmm. it was out of their control because they couldn't own the reasoning for that. Now, I'm sure the odd time it was used as an excuse. I think it was a good excuse. But it was a good excuse. But, (laughs) you know, if you look at how people reacted and me having to have the conversation with somebody saying, but by law, they cannot meet you right now. Mm. Or by, you know, society, they cannot meet you right now. Mm. And trying to rationale with them saying, he is a good person or she is a very good person and they w- this is not their form because I know because I've been dealing with them. So yes, what would be, what would you think is your ideal? I'll tell you what I think they should do, Maureen. I think that they should, first and foremost, listen to nobody else, right? People, people blur their own mind. When I say I fully agree, yeah. I fully agree. Yeah, Because everybody else is telling yes. it from their side, from what, who they are, mm-hmm. what they're able for. Yes. You, what, the thing that goes wrong is not listening to yourself. Yeah. If you can listen to your own reaction, are you put out by it? Are you annoyed with the person? Are you uh, disappointed? Why are you disappointed? Try and Put the words on it, even if this is not mm-hmm. your style and this is not your natural way. And why are you triggered? Write it down. Yes. Write it down. Say it. Say it out loud. Yeah. Say out loud what it is. And okay, if normally what you say, let's say, let's say the arrangement has been changed. Let's say you are angry with it, mm-hmm. okay, about it. Maybe you feel that you deserved more notice. Maybe, maybe you feel it's okay and there's a reason, you know, there's reasons for mm-hmm. people to change things. We all understand that. But maybe there's something in this that you don't like. Now, is it just because you're afraid or anything else mm-hmm. going on? Or is it, you know, are you being reasonable? As long as you are being reasonable, in my view, you listen to yourself and you name that feeling. Okay. Right? I'm a little bit irritated. Okay. That you and you let that person know. Okay. And what you do is you, uh, I'll just you know kind of wheel yeah. back there, as they say, reverse back. You you identify the feeling, write it down, say it out loud to yourself. Okay. Yes. And then you find a way of communicating that in a yes. nice way. It doesn't have to be a passive aggressive or anything. Up. Yeah. The point is, and you ask for you leave that with the person mm-hmm. to change that their behavior. Okay. Right, so that's how you do it. It's like a ball across. Say in a situation, we'll say like that, and somebody rings and say, "I have COVID." Okay, and I go, it's a little bit out of their out of their hands to a yes. certain extent. COVID okay. is different. Yes. yes. Like, would you still say I'm irritated and everything? Or no, no, okay, no, no. I mean, it so has it's to be it's reasonable. Only if it's, yeah. So if it's like I forgot about a meeting and work yeah, something like that. Because somebody is has COVID. Yeah. Somebody has COVID. You can't. Yeah. I mean, if you don't oh, trust okay, them, yeah. well, then you shouldn't be dating them anyway. Okay, yes, you know, yes. uh, if, you, if, you're, if they're telling you lies, what are you yeah. doing with them? And um, but if it's if it's genuine, something has just been changed. They're not using the mm-hmm. sickness card. They're they're saying, oh, you know, something I forgot. I have to go and mm-hmm. you know play tennis with somebody, yes. or I have to. Yeah, somebody's I more made important than you. Yeah. Yes, I made a commitment yeah. with somebody and I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, that's not really great. No. Um, so I think then I would communicate it. Now, how you if you don't signal that, you are letting the person know that you can be moved around any day of the week to any other night. Yes. And what you have to do, you, you have to decide if you're going to take up a position in some way or let it go. And what I say is listen to yourself and then you just let the person know, look, that's fine. You've made the change, but I'm not available next week. This is life stuff, really, because we all have I know friends. it seems simple and well, basic. We, do, we teach it's... people how to treat us. Do you ever yes. see somebody that you know kind of will drop you very short notice and they do it quite regularly and then they're like oh That's I fine. can't drop that friend I, or I can't, can't, re- oh, geez, I can't do you mind if I reschedule with you because yeah. I can't reschedule them because they'll go crazy because she won't take it that's it yeah. that's right it, like it's, and you're like you- oh, that's fine I'm just like yeah yeah and and I respect people who say you know what they yes. want who they are and in many ways you know it, it also says something about the whole kind of relationship that you can have mm-hmm. that I'm you know when you go into a full, fuller relationship and it develops and all the attraction and all the hormones settle down a bit, you're really in a world where you're trying to make life 
better for both of you where yes. I, I attend to your needs you attend to my needs you're not me and you Marie now yeah, no, but me, yeah. me, and you, me and you somebody <laughs> yeah. else and where where we are we are we hold each other in mind yes. we think about each other when we make decisions mm-hmm. we think about how things will affect each other so this is the first of them yes and if this person cannot consider you mm-hmm. and if you cannot tell them that it's not okay not in an angry way but if you can't tell them it doesn't augur well for the relationship there's the other extreme which I've seen as well so recently had a date set up all was sorted and she had to cancel I'll be very honest it was she's a farmer and it was silage season and she said I like the other day and if anybody knows anything to do with farming it's unpredictable trying to get a contractor mm. to come at a particular time you'd say as a professional but I uh, did my life dating a farmer but anyway <laughs> come out the other end believe it or not thank you but research um, yes, research research of course but um, if I look at, so basically she said to him I'm really sorry but the guy is coming this evening to do silage and we're expecting rain at the weekend now this okay. guy comes from farm background he works in a professional job and we was like delighted that she was coming from a farm background and here we go the first date needs to be rescheduled mm-hmm. and he was like no thank you bye bye mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he contacted me and he said, I don't want to meet her again. I think he's right. Do you? Yeah. Yes, I do. Do you? I Even given right. that this, the industry of it all. Yeah, I think you've, you know, I, I think it signals something. I think yes. he, he was right to withdraw. She may have had a good reason, but she could have made the effort. So he, she was definitely saying, look, mm-hmm. I'm putting this before this. And, and he interpreted that and yeah. thought, well, I don't want somebody who will do that. And I find that clear clean and quite attractive actually I think yes. it's I think that's the other thing that people don't pick up is that when you give away all your power yes it's not actually very attractive to be around that situation because you want somebody who'll sort of be an equal and tussle I back know. and be straight and yeah have a point of view and and you know what in life do you care if you displease people a little bit sometimes yeah. we have to displease people to be ourselves and in relationships sometimes you just have to say yeah. you just have to say look Sorry, no, you know you. maybe it's not me and you you know you're a nice guy but mm-hmm. you know this isn't the way I like things do you think sometimes it comes as well as the way people communicate things so if I was cancelling on someone say I couldn't come mm. up here today okay and I would I honestly would say Stephanie I'm really sorry this is the reason because yes. I would I would never just say I can't come yes this is the reason however is there any chance we can do this time this time this time this is completely out of my control and I do apologise do you think that versus can't make today will be in touch yes makes a but big difference a little bit better yes well because the question which, which you've done there I mean when you break that down you're giving me you, you know you're you're Genuine. giving me enough information to show me that you've thought about it, you're sorry about it, and you care about it. Yes. That's fine. You know, and then we have something to share and think about. But if it's a quick text after three dates, yes. for example, oh, yes. you know, it's just can't make today, um, can't make today, uh, t- you know, talk to, mm-hmm. talk to you on Tuesday or, or whatever. That's, that's not the way to treat people. Yeah. And you feel that when it happens to you. Yeah, you do. And, and I mean, I completely, I mean, I'm totally in the, the, if you like, the male kind of thinking as well. And I know that men mm-hmm. operate differently. Yes. And, and I like the way men operate. You know, they're straight. They don't, they don't see any point in having a big, a big discussion about why I don't like yeah. you or I don't like, you know, or I don't fancy you. Yes. Or they, don't, they don't see any point. They don't see the point in all that. And, and that's fine. And, I mean, if we were all communicating the same way, we'd be in bigger difficulties. So I respect and like that. And what I'm talking about is not giving your power away. Speak Mm -hmm. up early, signal early what you want and what you expect. And you don't have to have big low, you know, showdowns about it, but you have to behave accordingly. You have to withdraw if withdraw like that guy. Mm -hmm walk you know walk the talk you know I'm going to do try what that you should do. I'm going to try it this week because I'm sure somebody rescheduled on me this week at some stage yes because I don't care this is the difference but maybe that's where I'm giving away my power so you know if someone says to me I can't make it today I th- that doesn't give me a second thought because I suppose mm. maybe I don't cancel on someone unless it's very genuine so therefore yes. I assume they're not going to cancel on me unless it's very genuine so this week I'm going to try mm, I'm a little bit irritated because I would never say something like this 
I would yeah. never say I'm irritated. Right. Because you're I talking don't, don't about really your clients it. now or to well, dates. Maybe no friends, like friends. you know, oh, friends, yeah. family, yeah. anybody. You know, yeah. if they reschedule this week. I don't tend it doesn't it it doesn't. Well, I think you should practice thought. the alternative. Okay. We'll and do I, that with my often, homework this week. Yes, I often say to, to people, if you're struggling with this area, practice the opposite. Yes. Just play with the opposite. And the reason that works is because now you get a feeling of what it's like to say, no, I'm not going. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. No, don't rearrange. No, because I don't want to. Yes. Leave it. Be be a little unreasonable. Be the be how you the, the way that you're not inclined to be and just see how it feels I'm not yeah. saying be false I'm just saying play with the opposite it's funny because professionally my time has to be measured I'm just honestly there is not enough hours in the day I end up working extra hours I travel I a lot if I'm driving the whole way to Cork to meet clients and we've 12 consultations in for the day like it is this is the time and that's it and people actually are very respectful of that because it's very mm. clear beforehand now the odd person I think about three a year kind of kick up if they can't make it and we can't reschedule it and things like mm. that. But in but the you most devalue part, your time if you just let them. Yeah, but and that's it. But mm. that's professionally great. But yes. personally, I'm like, whatever, grand. Yeah. Saturday is fine. We can meet two hours later. That's no problem. Yeah. Now, sometimes I'm like, actually, I didn't think I had a hair appointment. I forgot about my now. I'm going to be rushing for my hair appointment or whatever it is. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to practice that this week. Personal, yes. In the personal life. In the personal life, I think that's that's okay, a good that's thing. That's good for power. Yeah, so that's power in the dating time, I suppose, is what we have tried. It's respecting your own time, and it is teaching people how to treat you. So maybe sometimes... And you may not have learned it at home, you see. No, because mum and dad would be real... Yeah, blase and I don't mean stuff. you when yeah, I no, say I know, it, but, but they honestly, they are real blase. Nothing yeah. stresses anybody at home. They're like, yeah, fine, yeah. okay. Well, sure, look, call out later. We, but we all take stuff from home. You I see, know. We, we are all little, yeah. as I say, little girls inside and yes. little boys inside. And we've all been told what's good and what's not. And we do carry it with us. So just practicing our, on the small things. Yeah, and noticing noticing yes. that you're, you know, where, you're, where your weak spot is and, and acknowledging it to yourself and then working, working against it. You know, bring it in. Mm-hmm. Get to know it, try to understand it, and then try to play with the opposite role. Yes. Don't be the appeaser. Don't be the compliant one. Don't be the totally reasonable one. Yes. Try and be the other one. Just see wh- how does that but feel also, for you. But also from a dating capacity, okay, realistically what you're doing is you're starting to test the boundaries. And like yes. realistically, that's such a small place to start, but we should test boundaries at yes. the beginning yes because you see how people respect them or don't respect them and, and it's not a playing games people no, think oh I, I don't play games no these aren't games this is this is life and yeah. it's tricky business I don't think anybody should play games I mm. often call it a dance yes um, in that it is two people and you're both going to know each other um, and there is a kind of a little bit of over and back Absolutely. that needs to be done um, actually, the initial stages of falling in love, I say there's three. I know as you were Some saying, people say five. five. Yeah, 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 that's well, it. Now, I suppose I kind yeah. of condense it down. But from the three stages of love perspective, from matchmaking point of view, there's a romantic stage, is what I would say, when they have the rose tinted glasses mm-hmm. on and all the pheromones and hormones and all the sexy stuff is all jumping around the place and yeah. everything. Like, you like, do like, that's a dangerous phase that is dangerous I, I know that's so dangerous we touched yeah. on this last week now and I know yeah. I'm cu- cutting but I think cutting it, we are going to always go over and back over and, and back yeah, yeah absolutely but I just think it is really important love or lust yes you gotta differentiate and I will say please listen to the podcast that I have with Sabina Brennan mm-hmm. talking about what's going on in your body at that stage because yes. it gives you so much clarity it actually if I'm if I'm very honest, we'll give you some of your power back because you're like, oh wait a second, I had sex with them, so that's why I think yeah. I'm in love with him. And it's like you only met him like recently. Absolutely. So yeah. uh, I think it's really important. Lust and love, the difference, what's happening, especially to females uh, yeah. hormonally when that happens. I'm afraid so. It's not a it's not a conservative it's not view. It's no. not anything like that. It comes from a point of it's it's many people can handle it fine but not everybody and you this is again you have to acknowledge your own vulnerability yes. are you inclined to attach quickly mm-hmm. are you you know because yes because the earlier you sleep with people the more you will attach yes there and is, the more you sleep with them the more you will attach there so is, yeah. you gotta just slow slow that down a little bit for yourself so that you stay in control there's a matchmaker in new york her name is maria and she talks about the 12 date rules so what happens is obviously as we're saying once you have sex all the oxytocin and the neuroadrenaline right. starts bursting around your body so and the red rose tinted glasses and we're totally ignoring the red flags even though they're standing in front of you waving it in your face you know so this is all very important to know but 
so what she says is you shouldn't sleep with someone for 12 dates. Mm-hmm. Now, how 12 dates can be classified is they can be a FaceTime date, they can be um, a phone conversation, or they can be an in-person date. They must last a minimum of 20 minutes and texting does not qualify. Mm-hmm. And you can only have a maximum of two dates within a day. So mm. if you met them three times in a two phone conversation, you I can see them some all. people clocking up those 12 dates in one day. I know. So that's why she says <laughs> only two, like I two, know. max two per date. Yeah. And she said, you but should this is her logic, them. of course. It is. And you know what? It's kind of fabulous. But when you start to try and do that, mm-hmm. you know, and even if you explained the 12 date rule to somebody, do you want to try this? You know, especially if they said to you, I'm looking for a relationship and you're looking for a relationship. Okay. If you try to kick in that 12 date rule, very quickly you're going to see if someone respects your boundaries or not. Mm. Um, if you're like, no, this is what we're doing. And I know you might be tempted yourself and all of these sorts of things, mm. but it, there is a lot of logic behind it. Oh, of course. Of course, there is logic behind it, but I don't think we're going to succeed in turning back that clock. I have to tell you, because really? years, well, because <laughs> think of it years ago, I mean, this what's what stopped, what stopped people, I suppose, having sex was, you know, all the cultural things and it yes. did mean everything was slowed down and I mean in many ways people were probably six months together two years together yes. and before it's not good that, either which is not good either no. absolutely but I think that I think nowadays I, I just think that we've kind of gone the whole you know the whole, full end of the spectrum and and I think sociologically we're going to kind of naturally mm-hmm. come back that, yes. and that's slightly where that girl is saying that the sex is so free so fun yes. so available so Anywhere, anytime, no problem with no knowledge, no connection, no, Mm -hmm. you know, that people don't feel great. It's not working for everyone. And so there is this kind of tendency sociologically to kind of turn back in the same way. Funny, if I may say, when I was coming in, I was thinking about the apps and and all of that. And I was thinking, I've just met two people this weekend who um, have met up with someone having been on dating apps for like ages and they've both met up and I happened to meet both of them yesterday and it was just really nice to see they had but they'd both met through matchmaking oh my god brilliant yeah fantastic and through being introduced as well you know so back to the old time if you like but I think everybody should more and it's not just to promote yourself, yeah. but I just thought no. we are absolutely coming back this way. If, and again, it's a return to the old yes. version of dating, if you like. And I think people should do it more. Honestly, I, I've often said really it on radio and everything. I think people. if you're single, you should like match someone else up. And if you yeah. are have friends that are single, match them up. Now, there's two things I always say on the back of that. One if somebody say, is going to match you up, I take it as a huge compliment. Yeah. Because you're not going to match up a gobshite, if I'm honest, no, right? Okay, like you're not. It's a big vote of confidence. You're not going to say, oh my God, I have this like horrible friend I'm going yeah. to send you on a date with. It's almost like I have this fabulous friend. Second of all, underplay it. Third of all, I think people should just go for the coffee. Go for a coffee anyway. What's mm. the worst that can happen? If someone says, I have someone that you think you should like, and then thank them. Don't be like, oh my God, what were you thinking? Yes. Just because actually they were thinking, I would like to do this really nice thing, and wouldn't it be lovely yeah. if they knew another single person? And you know, sometimes you so just be kind to the matchmaker. <laughs> yeah, be kind to the matchmaker, yeah. says Meridian. You're yeah. absolutely right. And but I, I just thought it was lovely. And they, what they did was they just passed the number. Yeah, it's fabulous. to each other. Fabulous. And then one person started, and they've, as they say, away like you mm-hmm. know, really good. Brilliant. Um, uh, I just think something very lovely about that. There really is. So, I mean, there's there's a lot. We, we, we started with power. It's very hard to stay on track no, in these uh, amazing yes. relationships. There's so much there. But uh, really, it's, I suppose, what, just in summarizing that bit, it's been what we're trying to, to really, I suppose, cover was in the dating phase, how easy it is to just let your away. power slide out of your hands. Yes. And I, I think we've touched on a few things, I suppose, most, most especially. Yeah. Yeah, slow down the lust and love and differentiate yes. if you can. If you can slow down, please do. Yeah. Yeah. Try and try and be aware of your own instinctive response when mm-hmm. somebody does something you don't like. Yeah. Try and try and play with that. Try and find it and try and work with the opposite. I mean, of course, if you can find the source of the feeling, you know, and write it down. And if you need to talk to somebody, try and talk to somebody who really knows a lot about these things. Mm-hmm. And friends are great, but they 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 are working from their own individual frame of reference and also if you're looking at their relationship and it's not the type of relationship that you would like why are you Mm. taking all this advice from them you know like I have friends that I 
and I mean it in the kindest way, but they settled. Yeah. So then, you know, when I was single and they're like saying to me, you should do this, you should do that. You should find a guy like my man and everything like that. And I'm thinking, your man is just absolutely not, not even 10% <laughs> of the type of person I would date, no, you know. Yeah. And I mean it in the kindest way because yeah. they might be great together or yeah. they might be so disaster So careful where together. you take your advice. Absolutely, yeah. And that's why I, I know in other ones that we've done here and the infidelity and that, I would always say, don't talk to your friends. Yeah. Don't I, tell your, don't confide because you are different in what one you friend want. that's going to keep you grounded at the beginning I think is very important yeah. because I have been out uh, with friends and say another friend might say they've been on a third date and they're like oh my goodness do you think this is the one and I'm like sitting there going oh my god stop asking them that you know yes. they do not know them yet yes I think something that's very important when we're talking about power mm-hmm. as well um very often when we'll say because I see it more from the female side obviously when a female meets a guy that has maybe a lot of money or a lot of status okay they can again just give the power to them Mm. and what I mean by that is they go and live in their house because the guy owns the house yeah they go and live on his farm I did that give up everything moved to Tipperary Mm. um and what I would say is it's kind of conversations I wish that I had had you know in that um, just because someone has more money or more status doesn't mean that they're the most powerful person in the relationship no. in fact the conversation should still be had like there are rules actually that they say that a man should never move into a female of the woman's oh, house yeah. um, the woman can move into the, ma- the man's house but if if mm. I look back at where I made my mistakes Definitely one thing I would say is a conversation needs to be had about where are we going to live? And if it's moving into their house, that it's very clear this is going to be our home, mm-hmm. not your house. Yes. And if that is and that's the case, not easy to do. No, the big conversations that need to be had, um, 100%, mm-hmm. you have to remember there is no relationship without you. You're 50% of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Just because they have more money doesn't mean they have the, the thought or they have all the... the um, the choices in it and yes. I think it's very important to have that conversation as well as I would say not, none of those big decisions so yeah have the conversations yes. a couple of weeks in or whatever as to what you think you'd like and all those different things I think it's very important to have them earlier yeah. on but I don't think you should do any of the big things like getting engaged having a baby getting married anything like that uh, in the first year I think you need you need the four seasons, 12 months. Oh, yeah. I think you should well, absolutely. really get to know the person. Well, I think what you're, and what you're, we talked about the stages of yes. relationship and in a way that's exactly what oh, I was yes. thinking now that we, we need to look at power as it I'm moves sorry, on. I looked, I'm no, you're 100% I right. touched on them and then I yeah. still, we went off. No, yeah. as, we, as we move on yes. and as the relationship becomes more solid and mm-hmm. the, the commitment, where, where there has been commitment, you know, as we say, there's the romantic stage that, you know, they talk about. Yes. The, the, I mean, I, I think of it in simple terms without the names because there's lots of different 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 mm-hmm. uh, theorists if you like have three stages five stages seven yes. stages so i think of it as the the initial stage which we talked mm-hmm. about where the hormones are, are the romantic stage when everything is all lovely and you look at this person yes. across and you think how ever did you miss them how did you live so long without them every single piece of them is fabulous yes. we know it it's fabulous that's why falling in love is fabulous and Ab- falling absolutely there's no conscious stepping into love it's yeah. falling it's yes. falling and it's and it's it can be fearful because you mm-hmm. kind of know you're taking risks here but then when that subsides there is a, a that you know very quickly you find yourself noticing then as the hormones go down you kind of notice the odd thing mm-hmm. about the person you think hmm how is that then you go through you know maybe that they're that's you it know, we, I like that they're, they're a little bit maybe less uh, less generous yeah. than you thought or a little bit and you begin to notice and that's when you begin to if you like see the reality of the person and that's what I call the power struggle stage yes. so it goes from romantic to the power struggle stage mm. what I would hear a lot of clients saying is oh, well I've driven to them now three times and they live over a half an hour away yeah so you know are they so going they to are make- the two same stages yes when oh, you, you are you consider them they the are the, I would see them the, well oh, would power and, and that the, yeah oh yeah sorry the power, the power part is yeah yes it's that the is. same thing it's, it's where reality comes in and you begin yes. to be more discerning of each other and more um, not so much critical but just more real the yes. rose, rose tinted glasses are sort of fading mm-hmm. and you're beginning to look at this person and see them for who they are all the good stuff yes. but some of the bad stuff is coming in some of the natural faults I mean none yes. of us are perfect nope. that's how it is that's the reality and I mean healthy relationships are about recognising those differences and respecting those differences I think it's really important at that stage to communicate 
as it comes up mm-hmm. so if they're like do you want to come we meet up this weekend we're like well why don't you come over to my house the, I think it's really important to say at that stage um, well actually you know what I've gone to your house every time why don't you come to my turf this time you know I think communicating and just as it happens just mm. no no overthinking just throw it out there how you feel well that's the signaling yes and you have to remember your signaling okay every time you respond you're signaling okay and and if i can just say just as you you yeah. mentioned there just just because as they pop up is when you know when people will often say well I'm not that comfortable and I'm not that sure people will often say to me but I'm not sure if I'm right I'm not sure if it's okay to say oh I've yeah. gone over twice and you know they're yeah. not sure of it but why are you not sure of it because so if you're not sure you need to go back a step what are you entitled to mm-hmm. in a relationship what is reasonable what yes. is healthy yes right and it's about you just remember always it is about having both your needs met Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay, so maybe the pers- other person is busy and they'd like you to go to their house. Why? Discuss it. But you're just as yes. entitled to want it in yours. Just for example, mm-hmm. like you, you, you brought us forward a step there when you talked about moving into the house. Yes. Okay. So the, and these are like mini versions of that, if you like. Yes. But you're never all going to have. We none of us start with the exact same amount, be it of money, yeah. intelligence, brights. Um, emotional awareness uh, some people another power in relationships is uh, some people are super sociable like one person is very sociable the other person is not that's their power that's their relationship power they are they're the one who who you can bring to a party and Mm -hmm. drop them in and they are they are there and the other person is shy and mm-hmm. they love that about them or a little bit yeah. shy or just a little bit less so so that's it and that's a big part of the attraction mm-hmm. but it has to be that person has to be able to you you know manage that well not highlight the shyness of the other but rather together they're stronger together they can enjoy more so i suppose my my point is we don't all start equally we all have got to Sometimes you see in couples, one person is pretty gorgeous. Yes. The other is maybe a we little less We never really so. talk about that, don't yes. we not? We don't talk about the kind of added advantage of the pretty people. We, like, yeah. we don't talk about it. Well, they have that, you know, that that one to ten kind of thing. Oh, and yes. I know it's, I think it's derogatory. You know, it's it's not a really nice way. You know, you're a ten or you're yeah, an eight or I you're know, a seven. But there is. But, yeah, there is but we of, have to be yeah. real. It's more normal. It, it's usual that people of equivalent kind of mm-hmm. attractiveness end up together end up together yeah. and you do notice when it's very different yes so you can feel there's some power thing going on there mm-hmm. so and the point is that's okay as long as we recognize it as a difference and it's not used negatively against each other yes and also i suppose as we're talking about all this during the power struggle stage and we're trying to communicate it out and we're trying to get a bit of clarity on it we also have that situation and it's a very vulnerable place to be in. You know the first few weeks in a new relationship yes. and you realise you like them but you don't, you've no title yet mm-hmm. and you've no, we'll say, security yet in that, you know, it's, you're still doing your little dance. You know you like them. You know you do want to be with them and it's not just for the sake of it. Sure. It's um, getting serious in your it's mind. It's getting serious. It's a very hard place to be in and that's when a lot of people will bolt there. They'll find one red flag and they'll run because it's actually easier than being vulnerable. Yes. And it's, it, there's just, there's so much going on at that stage mm. that it's actually a very scary place. You, you are see, I so think, vulnerable. I think falling in love is scary. It is, And yeah. because you are, you there is a part of you that is knows you can be hurt. Yeah, you're and so exposed, and yeah. especially if you've been hurt before. Exactly, and 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 here here, here it comes. The the as we get older, mm-hmm. we have a little stack of hearts built up on us. Yes, and uh, of rejections, mm-hmm. and hopefully not too big a stack, yes. you know. But uh, but the b- bigger that is, yes. the harder you're going to find it. Well, I think people that are modern dating and they are online dating, they unfortunately the stack is huge. That's it right. I think that's a fair point. Yeah, you know there is the regular rejection. There is the mm. regular. Um, you know you're dating a lot more people as I'm saying you should be dating at least one person a month yes. you're saying dating on the double and triple you know once yourself, a week I would it, say yeah but like that is you mm. are that's totally exposing yourself it yeah. is yes um, and well, so you're at all times at all times yeah. no matter what you're giving you're you're signaling that you're looking for someone and that's yeah. you know that of itself is so would we be fair to say in the initial stage of power and dating mm-hmm. indifference is going to be very important to you 
Indifference. Indifference to the, or like not allowing yourself to fall in love, being indifferent to a certain extent. But having the brakes on. The brakes on. And you yeah. saying as well, just saying it kind of as it is to an extent or like being, just being okay. clear. Okay, being clear and saying it as it is. But I think something I, I, I often have, try and help people with is getting used to sort of I know giving feedback sounds very workplace because I used to do a lot of that but I kind of translate that into Mm -hmm. the relationships in the workplace you'd always encourage people you know Mm -hmm. uh, managers and likes instead of correcting people because sometimes people struggle with that people are very you know they, they find it they, they, they're sort of they only go into action on giving feedback when it's something negative yes. but the point is it should be also you should be in an even flow of giving positive feedback okay, yes I know what you and mean so if you build up that kind of rapport and that mm-hmm. kind of communication it's much easier then to say something that is important but is displeasing you yes. for example you know every within a, a couple relationship mm-hmm. there should be a constant validation of the things you're doing I like right this, I like that you're great yes. yeah I really not love just sexually you yes but you know I know you weren't just thinking that way right but <laughs> just you know <laughs> yeah. not ju- just in everything you know yes. look oh you know I, I love when you're you know the way you're yes. on time or I love the way sometimes you come early to me and yes. you know or you the way you surprise me with the text I love it yeah. so why not say it? Be specific and say it and say the positive thing. Now, I'm not saying in the first mm-hmm. two weeks, right? We're talking, you know, but is, is this get into the habit of giving feedback about how things feel for you? Then it will not be so hard. It won't be like out of the blue mm-hmm. that you have to give say something about how something negative is making you feel. I think how you say it, though, as well, like uh, I notice Unfortunately, the difference between females and males and how they communicate, even through matchmaking and everything, um, the level of passive aggressive in females and some of the messages even I get on, oh my goodness, if we don't ring them back fast enough, if it's like an inquiry comes in on say this morning and I'm doing a podcast and then I have consultation in the afternoon, like it might genuinely be tomorrow by the time I get back. Mm. The follow up messages of like, why did you not answer your phone? Now, look, that's, I meet yeah. all sorts. Okay, I really of do. Of course, I, I meet know, people that are, yeah. you know, that, that are single and uh, and have, we'll say, mm. just are the way they are, basically. Um, but if you look at sometimes how it's done or how it's said, yeah. And maybe it's because I don't get too stressed about the the ins and outs of little tweaks. But well, you see, I'd say you're picking up aggression there yeah. and anger I say passive aggressive but I, I mean aggressive and yes, sometimes aggressive. I'm just like well, can we, would you just you know for yeah. a second um, you see I always think anger and that kind of thing covers something else it's easier yeah. to feel anger than to feel the other thing because I think there are a lot of girls out there that are sending a nasty text in that yeah. situation and that's why I'm saying yeah. it's like because I want to be very clear on this mm-hmm. it's okay to to set a boundary or set yes. a kind of an initial something but there are also and men I'm sure there are definitely actually do you know what I have come across men as well um, that they just write they write messages unnecessarily you're saying as well. they're tough messages yeah but it's kind of like would you just relax for five minutes sometimes yeah. you know like yeah. unnecessarily like it's so but there is see, a balance yes of course there's a balance and I think I mean probably what you're touching on there is, is something important really important yeah. which is that um, maybe all this lack of control mm-hmm. and lack of power which does come you know which the app world if you like yes. in the dating apps and the the speed of um, connection yes it's very hard to hold on to your power mm-hmm. and I mean good women will say to me that uh, you know it's so competitive out there yes and and it's very tough mm-hmm. it's alright if you're you know Bridget Bordeaux but you know if you aren't and yes. you're not you know, Miss Fabulous, it's very tough. See, and I think, and I do think the, the the that women maybe struggle with that and maybe they're tired of being vulnerable and tired of being let down. So you, you're picking up on that anger. Yes. And I get that because and I understand it for them. People that come to you, obviously, as a relationship expert and a psychotherapist, mm-hmm. like obviously they're coming to you because they've had an issue and they want to fix it. Okay, yes. so it's coming at a certain, certainly a little bit of a vulnerable time. Yes. People that come to me for matchmaking, they're maybe a little bit lonely. They have had this regular rejection out in the, out mm. in the real world and everything. Some of them obviously come for different reasons. So mm. you are, I suppose we're here today to empower people, but sometimes yes. you have to say to someone, tone it down as well. 
That's the other yeah, side that's of power. Right. You have to be straight. Yeah. You know, if you're angry, work that out. Yes. Yes. And I mean, the other thing that where, where people come to me a lot, which I really quite like, is uh, when they recognize, people often end up in therapy, when they recognize that they're in a pattern mm-hmm. that they cannot fix. Okay. So here in this part, because this is one of the reasons yes. I love doing it, is I'm really happy to kind of try and push out as much as we can yes. about recognizing those patterns and trying doing step one, step two, step three, and see maybe you can fix it yourself. I have never felt more trapped in my life than being in a relationship where I had given up my job, where I lived to move to live in his house. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, I was now living under his rules. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's some of it was my own making, as in I'd given away a lot of power, you I would the think, decision, because, yeah. you know, you're learning yourself, you know, it's mm-hmm. this new experience for you as well. Um, and what happens when you're in a relationship where you're like, I, my, I've, I've so little power. Mm. I've for a lot where of people. Yeah, because what I would say is, I, mm-hmm. I have, I feel that sometimes when I'm in a relationship or have been in a relationship, a lot of my independence is gone. I don't like to use the word independence because I think you know a relationship shouldn't be independence within it. It should be yeah. like, there's a certain amount. What happens when you're in that trapped state, or if you're like? I have hmm. so little power I here. I think what you're saying is when you get, I mean, um, when you get to that point where you realise actually the power thing is not right here. Yeah. And uh, how do you, how do you respond to that? And again, I would say, ask yourself a few questions. Am I able to make decisions in this mm-hmm. relationship? Is the answer to some questions always no? Okay. You know, um, when I want something, how do I ha- go about it? That's where you're, yes. that's, that'll tell you where the scales is tipping. Okay. And the, the point about um, healthy relationships is that, as you said earlier, it's a dance. Okay. Another, I think it was somebody else said, uh, you know, that relationships are, is it all out war with, with outbreaks of peace? You know, these moments yes. is a good one. <laughs> but I, I see it more like a dance. I see it like a, a shuffle where you 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 lean on each other and you let the other person take control at different points yes. and you also have control at different points and if i can bring that in with your house for example yes. and i mean you openly mentioned your own situation with the yeah. house um the point there is house and who owns it that's a given Yes. Right. So you couldn't change that structure. Yeah. Unless you were going to sell that house and start again together. You weren't obviously didn't make that decision. So it's about then you're about building a home. Mm -hmm. So it's a kind of a shared space home situation. So that the point is that's that should be the evenness. That's where the evenness should come in. Yes. That's where the the um, shared choices, the decisions that affect each other. That's where that should come in. A the dance is about building a situation where both your needs are met, where you both feel good about you, mm-hmm. yourself, each person, and where together you're constantly creating a better and better situation for mm-hmm. each other and where the the joy is sort of rising. And that mm-hmm. comes with being heard, feeling heard, feeling seen, and it shows up 100% in the intimate connection. Yes. You know, this, I mean, people say sex is important. Of course, sex is important. That's funny. But because sex shows yes. where you are together. Yeah. It's not all about technique. It's mm-hmm. about, it's about that dance. It's funny that you should say that because eventually that relationship became that I was so unseen in it or I felt unseen. I wasn't being listened to. I wasn't being appreciated as a person, if I'm very honest. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't feel sexual at all. Like I actually thought, oh my goodness, I, my sex drive is gone. You know, and I mm-hmm. actually thought, what is this it now? Is that it? Because I'd be quite a sexual person. Mm-hmm. And I just needed to break up with them of because course. guess what? When, you know, when they got out of that situation, Mairead was back, you know? So as you say, I bet. Yeah. And um, Mairead, when you say there about when you've given away that power. Yes. And 
Which because you kind of realised, you know, he had. was, and I know very often I talk about that he was a good man in many ways, mm-hmm. like many ways. Like when I say I was crazy in love with him, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But yes, I was only learning myself. So I, and yeah. if I'm honest. And if you were an older girl, yeah. you might not have done things the same way. And but now we I are wouldn't who we know. Are. And that's why I suppose mm. I try and help people mm. the way I do. Mm. But if I'm very honest, um, the... I am quite strong in work, okay? And that's the masculine energy and the feminine energy. In my workplace, I am masculine energy, you know, obviously doing very feminine energy job, but there is a lot of masculine energy. So I was very happy in my private life to not have to have all that masculine energy. I wanted to be feminine energy yes. and I wanted those characteristics that and, and the characteristics that ladies do desire in a man is someone that's present, intelligent, good strength, you know, and by that, by physical character and by good character. Mm-hmm. Um, someone that's quite passionate, direct and humour. They're the characteristics that ladies look for in a man. So I wanted a man with good direction mm-hmm. and I was very happy to take the good direction. So yeah. yes, I did to an extent give it away. And maybe you didn't, maybe you hadn't got the message that it needed to be very, very equal. Yes. You know, more fluid. Now, and maybe interestingly, yeah. like in my own life, as, yes. we're, as we're sharing here, um, in my own life, I, I came up in a very, in a, ho- a household with, with parents where my mother really pushed the equal card. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's very strong in me and it's yes. very clear in me. I also had seven brothers. Okay. Five yes. sisters. So there was, we became very assertive and wow. I was the youngest and, yes. you know, if you drew breath like at your dinner, you wouldn't yes. get to speak. So, yes. I mean, people always say I have words as well. Well, I think that's why, you yes. know, if you, if you didn't, you could yeah, be, resilience. you'd be in the yeah. corner, you know. So what would you do? Like, you know, say you are not making the decisions and what do you do now? Like there's, I'm sure there's people going to be listening to this podcast and they're like, I realize the reason they're listening to this podcast is they've seen that it's power and they're like, you know what? I have none. As what I say, yeah. the first thing is write it down because that does externalize okay, yes. it a little bit okay. and play with the opposite. They're the okay. key things that I would say to people if you came to therapy. Okay, yeah. so I might link it up with a few things that I might see in your background or whatever. Yeah. But essentially, maybe, you know, the questions to ask yourself are, when did this happen to me before? Okay. When did I feel this before? Okay. And go back in your life. Did I feel it in school? Did I feel mm-hmm. it at home? Did I feel it with friends? Yes. Ask yourself, write it down, let that in and then try and do the opposite. And in your relationship, try and make changes. I mean, you can b- by, you know, playing that different role, not don't be the appeaser, don't be the one who's giving in, don't be the one who's saying, oh, well, it's OK, I don't mind. You yeah. do mind. If you mind, say so. When you start changing, I think and you kind of start putting down your no I don't like that you know or mm, I'm not, that doesn't sit well with me mm-hmm. it's amazing watching somebody when you become unpredictable to them like I recently yes. met a friend that I haven't met in a few years for a coffee and during the course of the conversation she was trying to convince me of something and you know I was like no I definitely wouldn't now previously it might just appease the situation I'm like yeah yeah grant whatever but you know I've definitely changed as a person and I've done a huge amount of work over the last few years Yes. And so when um when when I was talking to her, it was very funny to see how her reaction to me because she was like that you're not supposed to act like there's a little bit of a script between friends sometimes. Yeah. Especially friends she you didn't know for a long that time. Of you. No, did not but, expect it. Can I say within like with friends you might not explain it, but within a relationship, I think yes. you can explain it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's often once you understand why you're doing these things, what's very useful within the couple is yes. to kind of name your vulnerability, you know? Yes. To to just say, look, you know, I realize I have a tendency to try and just please and I, I kind of don't like you know I don't like conflict I'm, you know I yeah. really run away from it but yet I find I'm giving in too often and I, and and, and I'm, then I'm kind of annoyed with you and it's not really fair and yeah. so when you see that you know help me with this that's yes. then you're bringing you're you know you're giving this person an opportunity to kind of help you and come on board and to and that can bring your relationship like I, I always think relationships kind of shrink or grow you know yeah. in all these points and and when you get through something like that, or you 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 move to a whole other level, and yeah. both of closeness and niceness, and and it also broadens the relationship. It's almost like light coming in. It it yes. really broadens it out. We've talked really about the nice parts, like the dance of power, if yeah. you know what I mean. Obviously, within that, there is going to be the toxic level, and we yes, we're going to have to cover it in more yeah. detail, but. You know, sometimes it can be in such a, a one particular area, like financial toxicity mm-hmm. you know um 
female toxicity, masculine toxicity. There's just so much there. That's it's so scary. Yeah, I think again, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Of course, it can be in the finance and controlling finance mm-hmm. is, uh, and there's a level of that that has to be right and agreed. But yes. as I say, think always think in your head whether it's the finance, whether it's choosing the colours for the house, whether yeah. it's the. Um, who buy? Who chooses the car? Yeah. Um, the bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, who pays this? Who pays that? Whatever it is, what you what you have to ask yourself is: Does this feel good? Do yeah. I feel good in this place yes. with these decisions? Um, like there's so much we can talk about in Paris, definitely. Like even you know, like who gives up their job when they have kids? Things like that. I always think a woman should 100% say stay a certain level independent. Like the conversation around that. Um, there's there's just so much to talk about in power in in everything. Um, I, I think so, really, and I think we've covered probably as much as all we can, we can do, yeah. in terms of just this earlier phase. Yes. and um, and I look forward to then yeah. going to you know because we really do have to. It's a mind yes. shift to. I think talk about the toxicity and the very serious issue of the coercive control and mm-hmm. all of these and when how to see your way through all of that I think if anybody has any questions or you know or has a case study or would like us to talk about the I'd topic love that. Yeah, please send in their emails yeah. to us because you know and obviously don't make it too too long try and keep them short but we cover them because I think it is very important because nobody knows what is going on in other people's relationships and I, that's the whole mm. reason why we're doing this podcast is to kind of and loving it Marie. and loving it yeah because I think it's really good that yeah. we're giving people like you know proper tools to help them with the beginning stages in order to grow into healthy relationships and if they're in relationships they're a little bit challenged in to maybe how to set it back on the straight and narrow for yeah. their own sake and I think you know today I know we talked about power but between us like we're trying to pick out these things these that we're both topics. observing yes. that we're both observing um as bigger issues and yes. and of course we're open to any suggestions on that yeah, of so, course yeah brilliant we'd love to, to help anyway thank you thank you Mairead you've been listening to Tough Love Podcast with Stephanie and Mairead this week we were discussing power if you enjoy this episode don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts and we would really appreciate five stars and your good review and if you have relationship or any dating story that you would like to share with us anonymously we would be delighted to hear from you 